and welcome back to another episode of Thacker's Sunday Hangover. What an exciting week. The announcements that have been made by the UK government this week have meant that we can now finally look forward to having some normality, back to balance, and hopefully in time back to some uh, back to real life. I am James Thacker and this is episode three of Thacker's Sunday Hangover. And today I'm going to go through what's been announced and why it's so important to the UK and to everyone in it. So stage one of the return to play is starting on March the 8th. Uh, So schools will be able to open back up, which is fantastic news for me, as I have a younger brother living in my household at the moment. And he, over the course of the last 12 to 14 months, has been teaching himself to play the electric guitar, which is extremely impressive. Um, however, it has been slightly driving me crazy listening to these same songs again and again, occasionally being picked up on the mic with some of my work calls. So, Will, you can very gladly go back to school now. Thank you very much, sir. Exercise with one other person or household is now permitted, which for me is extremely important because exercising on your own, as much as it's important for your physical well-being, Doing it alone can be an extremely lonely place. Um, I know from personal experience that I took up running and I really did get into it during the first lockdown. I think I was able to get into it so easily because the weather was fantastic. I think there was a little bit of a honeymoon phase with the first lockdown where everyone was getting involved in new hobbies and, you know, I'm really going to get out and get get in shape. And then as time's gone on and we've kind of been flip-flopping between lockdowns and and kind of different restrictions I think over time it's just been difficult to keep that momentum going so to be able to exercise from with someone else from another household isn't is absolutely massive news and it means that you know I'm going to be able to go out and you know run with people even maybe kick a rugby ball around um, and and in that it's not just the exercise element it's the chat element you're able to talk to people that are outside your household and just have that little bit of interaction. So that's 8th of March, which really isn't that far away. I think it's about two weeks away now um, that that will be allowed from. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm personally very excited. Two people can meet for a coffee. Um, I think that's on the park bench or just going for a walk together. Again, if you don't like physical exercise, it's a great way to be chatting about potential things that are going on. Um, again, it's going to be massive, I think, for mental health and you know, checking in with people, making sure they're all right. Seeing someone that's just not part of your household, I think it's going to be so fantastic. And um, just to catch up with people in a normal scenario. Um, so that, that again, is a good news. Care home residents now allowed one visitor. So that's obviously fantastic for the older generation who I'm sure would have been struggling with the fact that, you know, they're not necessarily allowed visitors or face-to-face. I think that's going to be huge for improving the morale and, and health of of residents in in care homes um so again fantastic news um but at the moment there's no shops pubs or restaurants um and no indoor sports so i think during this time it's super important for us to try and support the businesses and i've been trying to do this as much as i can i think everyone always has room for improvement right but really supporting local businesses local restaurants who are offering a takeaway option um, I know in my local area, Bishop Stortford, I think my family tend to always go with family run businesses or um, local businesses rather than your chains, just because at the moment they're going to be struggling more than most. I think with 
with the large chains, they can cope with the lockdown to a degree because of economies of scale and they're able to offer you know a much more smooth uh, delivery experience and, and they will be able to do this on a national scale. These local businesses are the ones that are going to be taking the hit. So if I could make one urge or you know make one request is for people to consider buying locally and, and supporting the local businesses. That would be uh, fantastic. And part of the stage one return to play is March 29th. Um, so organised sport can restart. So, I mean, for me, again, huge, I think, being part of that team ethos I spoke about on the last podcast, how much of you know team sport means to me and, and everything that comes with it, not just the kind of competitive nature of it, but also the fact that you can, again, speak to people. It's that... Yeah, I think it's, I think it's something that we've all been longing for um, in the sports world, and it kind of just shows that we're one step further to to getting back and competing. I know that you know at the top levels of the game and lot uh, lots of different sports they are back playing now, which is absolutely fantastic. But still at grassroots level, um, they're struggling to put anything on now. My club, Bishop Stortford, have announced that we've already got some fixtures lined up, which is absolutely fantastic news and. Um, I can't wait for that. So, yeah, from from a personal perspective, from a mental health perspective, that's going to be absolutely huge when that time comes around. I'm really looking forward to getting uh, stuck into some more organised sport. And again, I think that's going to be super important for kids as well and probably parents because they're probably looking forward to packing them off to to go do some organised sport and take them off their hands for a bit because I can appreciate that so many people will be struggling with having to be homeschoolers as well as... Um, you know, doing their regular day job, the, the amount of people that I speak to on a regular basis in my job where they're trying to juggle sales life and, you know, we all know how chaotic that is on a daily basis as well as teaching a child, you know, some of the curriculum that they, they're tasked with is really, really challenging stuff. So I can appreciate that I think a lot of people are going to be looking forward to these announcements and especially the return to just some balance and, and the kids going back to what they normally do. Rule of six allowed to meet. Um, now I, I still think that that's not going to be in a pub or a restaurant. But again, as the weather gets better and we, as we enter April, I think the weather's going to be you know more uh, friendly to those kind of six people meetups in a park. And and again, it'll be good to have little bits of gatherings. And I think it's just another step towards uh, getting back to normal. So stage two, 12th of April. All shops allowed to open, obviously fantastic news for retail and commerce. Uh, gyms and spas to open, which I know that this has been a really, really hot topic um, for a lot of people as to why gyms are actually closed now, um, because we see it as such an important part of you know maintaining physical health. There have been some stats recorded around the loan transmission rates that are in gyms at the moment. Now, I'm probably going to annoy people who are massive advocates for gyms to reopen on lockdown by saying this, but I've been part of gyms or have been to gyms where the hygiene is visibly terrible. And unfortunately, they those kind of gyms let the side down when it comes to the gyms who are absolutely impeccably um, maintained. I mean, I go to a local gym uh, called Koru Gym, my experience of that gym under lockdown was absolutely fantastic. Everything was clean. They provided more than enough cleaning supplies 
to make sure that everything was sanitized and everything was safe and made sure that people were socially distancing. So they did a really good job. But I know that there are places that aren't so great at that. And so I think although there's a very, very strong case that, you know, people need the gyms to to maintain mental and physical well-being, I do think that there are it's not impossible to maintain those without a gym. Um, but having said that, I am absolutely buzzing to have the gym back because, you know, being able to only have a set, three sets of dumbbells at home, we've recently purchased a bench and, you know, these things, they're not cheap. Um, it's not, it's not an easy thing to do. And to be honest, we were putting it off for the longest time because we were kind of thinking, oh, well, gyms are, right, are going to be probably opening up right around the corner, but we finally succumbed to buying some gym equipment and, yeah, we I do do feel the need to keep on top of it, but um, you know, so Jim's coming back is will be great. I think the timing of that is correct, and it's good that they're kind of staggering this approach. Uh, domestic holidays are now permitted, so this will be twelfth of April. Um, for me, I think there's something that I never really appreciated until last year as a domestic holiday. I actually went on to because of the restricted options as to what was available to us last year for obvious reasons um i actually went on two holidays so one was with ziggy my girlfriend so we went to the cotswolds um which is a place that i'd never been before um i actually kind of always thought of or framed cotswolds as a bit of a jokey place after the in-betweeners and um will's mum in the in-betweeners tv show famously going away with her friend fergus to the cotswolds um, I always <laughs> felt like it was kind of an old old person place to go. Um, I have to say that I absolutely loved my timing of the Cotswolds. It's really, really easy as someone in the UK to forget about how, ama- how many amazing things are on our doorstep. I think due to the nature of the weather and how familiar some of the places can be in the UK, I think we always look abroad to whenever we want to go um, on holiday because of the sun because of beaches I mean if you ever if you've ever been to a beach in the UK you probably depending on where you are have had quite a mixed experience now Devon Cornwall those kind of beaches down there super sandy you know great places to go for surfing you know can be quite cold but in general a really pleasure, pleasurable experience but they are in the absolute arse end of nowhere um, because you know from my house to get to Exeter you talking about eight hours um, of travel. And so that's not just down the road if we want to go to the beach. All else around the UK, everywhere else, the beaches tell a little bit of a different story. The water is absolutely freezing. And I can't say that they're places that you'd you'd want to go to over, let's say, Spain or Mallorca or wherever people are going now um, in terms of trying to get that sun escape. Anyway, um, I digress. Going to the Cotswolds with Ziggy was absolutely fantastic. We managed to kind of go visit these places that we never normally would under any normal circumstance and um, visiting these small villages like the Slaughters and how absolutely idyllic and beautiful these places were, sampling kind of the, you know, local cuisine, which is, you know, the best of British um, food and, and, and all that kind of stuff was absolutely fantastic. Ziggy obviously coming from... South Africa really, you know, loved it and it's a new experience for her. So I'd absolutely urge people to go out and, and explore 
the best of UK, uh, the best of UK holidays. And while while we can, um, I think it's a really good opportunity to do that. And especially considering that for the longest time, holiday places, hotels um, would have been shut down and losing out on business. So I think it's a great opportunity to go and support local British businesses as well. Another holiday I went to, I say it's a holiday, it was a road trip. Um, and something that I cannot recommend highly enough is the North Coast 500 in Scotland. So we actually, um, me, Jacob and John went on that trip. Uh, I think it was in September time, just before uh, we weren't allowed to travel anymore. And we started off, so we flew into Inverness. Uh, I think it was either Inverness or Aberdeen. And we travelled across uh, to the West Coast. And... If you've never been to Scotland before, if you've never been to the Highlands or even the west coast of Scotland, absolutely needs to be on your bucket list of things to do. I saw all the, I did a lot of it kind of extensive research as to, you know, booking places um, along the west coast, the, the best things to see. And I have to say, I saw some of the most beautiful, unbelievable sights uh, that I've ever seen in my life um, along the Scottish kind of NC 500 the amount of times that I, I did take my camera with me because I am um, I'm a keen photographer and I think the boys were probably fed up with me in the end of asking them to stop at different places along the route so I could uh, have a little bit of a shoot and a photoshop but um absolutely incredible I every and the the misconceptions is that Scottish people aren't the biggest fans of English people and we're on our travels round, we just found it to be so far from the truth. Everyone was so, so friendly. Um, an absolutely fantastic place to go. Um, I remember places, small places like Apple Cross. I have really fond memories there of just sitting on um, on the beach, looking out over the bay, uh, eating some fish and chips with the boys after a, a long day of driving. It's just absolutely fantastic. And I genuinely, genuinely cannot recommend the NC500 um enough so if you've got a chance to go there absolutely do and if you would like to know the details of my trip um, a lot of the photos I took on that trip were, are on my photography page which is at Thacker Photography on Instagram um, but at the same time if you want to send me a, a DM on the uh, Thacker Sun, Sunday Hangover Instagram page then absolutely willing and, uh, and able to, to make any recommendations for the trip um, now, depending on how long you want to spend or how extensively you want to travel around Scotland will depend on how long you want to take out for this road trip. We managed to do it in, I think it was four to five days. I think it was, it wasn't, wasn't more than a week. Um, and we managed to have an absolutely unbelievable time. So, uh, we couldn't recommend that more and yeah, please, please do let me know in the comments or, uh, on Instagram, if you want more details about that trip. Um, the, uh, another bit about the return to play stage two, as of 12th of April, weddings can now happen, which I think will be a sigh of relief to anyone that's got a wedding in, in April and going forward this year. I'm very much looking forward to my good friend Jacob's wedding at the end of this year. So I think that looks like it's going to be all safe now. Fingers crossed I'm touching wood, Jacob, just as I'm saying that, just to make sure, buddy. But uh, yeah, really, really looking forward to that. Really looking forward to the stag would be remiss if I didn't mention that and uh, yeah if you are listening Jacob be prepared stage three uh 17th of May people um can meet groups of 30 outdoors 
So I'm assuming that's kind of when um, sport can fully go back to normal, although I'm not sure how that works. I feel like maybe groups of 30 might differ from uh, organised sport because I think organised sport, may, they may still be um, taking extra precautions to make sure that COVID doesn't spread. I think 30 would suggest that things are a little bit more relaxed now. Um, and so 30 outdoors, I think that means beer gardens and, and things like that. Um, which is obviously fantastic and I know that uh, everyone in the UK is absolutely gasping for a pint so that cannot come soon enough. Um, Six people or two households can now meet indoors so that's the return of the dinner party I feel. I think again you know really important for for us to be able to go and, and visit each other. I think it's nice to be in a setting where you, you just have the families can come back together again um, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to hopefully hosting some dinner parties in the future or definitely attending some. 10,000 people back at sport events um, or just events in general. So I think that means that I think stadiums up to 40,000 people are allowed to um, let in 10,000 people again to sports events. So again, I'll be absolutely desperate to go and watch my team Tottenham and and hopefully that will see the resurgence in a little bit of um, grassroots sport, and and hopefully we can we can get people back through the gates again and supporting things. And for me, that that's going to be absolutely massive for people. I, I know that yeah, a large proportion of the UK population, um, <laughs> probably more specifically male, in saying this, and and that's certainly been my experience. But I know whole communities at times do really. Um, centralize their their lives and their social lives around sports clubs around you know going there and, and talking to to people and and that is a massive outlet for people on a weekly basis maybe you're not into into uh, activity physical activity yourself but actually going and gathering with large groups of people talking to people yeah sharing experiences um, and bumping into people that you haven't seen in a long time that is just going to be so great and I really, really cannot wait to be part of that uh, environment when it gets back going because I can imagine the atmospheres at places are going to be absolutely off the charts um, and the anticipation of that is going to be very, very uh, exciting. Now, this is, this is the one that slightly confused me. Um, although you're allowed to go uh, kind of to, on domestic holidays as of the 12th of April, it's saying that the 17th of May hotels, hostels and B&Bs can reopen. So I'm assuming that domestic holidays are, I don't know if it's going to be supported by Airbnbs. It might be something for us to, to just look, look into. But um, yeah, that one is the only one that's kind of slightly confusing to me. It might be that hotels and hostels can now reopen to international guests or from people from abroad. Again, not too sure. Don't Definitely don't quote me on it because as I always say with any of these topics I talk about on this podcast I am not an expert so <laughs> do not quote me and international travel can uh, happen again uh, as of the 17th of May so if you can book anywhere enjoy your holiday I, I have to say I think things are already filling up which is which is really crazy um, but I suppose quite obvious I mean I think there's an estimated 12 oh, I, do you know what? I'm definitely going to get the figures wrong. So I'm just going to say billions. There's billions of pounds that have been unspent because people have kind of taken this opportunity under lockdown to, to go and save. 
So naturally, the first kind of chance that we're able to go and travel abroad now, that's that's going to be taken with both hands. So I think 17th of May, international travel is now allowed. Um, I think if you can actually get out anywhere, that would be a massive achievement. Um, and I, I'll definitely be looking, but I can't you know, I have my fingers and toes crossed that actually anywhere is able to to get booked by this point you know how uh, keen english people are to actually leave the country so uh, there you go stage four 21st of june i'm sure you would have all seen memes about this already what you're wearing on 21st of june the one that we've been waiting for all legal limits on social distancing removed i feel like there needs to be a country-wide klaxon or you know, but they need the government surely has to do something amazing, like an announcement video. I I know I this is going to show my inner nerd now, but on Lord of the Rings where they light the beacons, I mean it's going to be that kind of moment. Um, I, it's just it's so exciting, and I I just feel like I mean excited, also scared a bit <laughs> because not only have people been absolutely gagging for a night out for the longest time and to go and see friends and to get as drunk as possible like we like to do in the UK and go absolutely crazy. Not only do we have that, we also have a major football tournament in the Euros this year. So I feel like it's a little bit of a cocktail for uh, chaos. It's um, it's going to be an interesting time. I feel like the emergency services will be very, very busy that day. Um but I have to say that is an extremely, you know, extremely exciting moment for us. And I think when everyone heard about this announcement yesterday from, from Boris, I think so many people let out a large sigh of relief more than anything. I know a lot of people were getting excited, but I think it's now finally we can see the ends in sight. It's been a really, really tough time um, during the winter. I think lockdown three compared to the other lockdowns that we've experienced in this country has been, I think, quite a lot harder than, than the others. Um, for majority, yeah, for, for a lot of reasons in the winter, the weather's cold, it's gloomy. There are, you know, you're less inclined to go outside. I'm sure a lot of you like me have got cabin fever. I mean, unfortunately before Christmas, I did as well as my brother and my dad, we, we all contracted COVID. So it feels like ever since then, We've kind of been locked inside with very, very rare occasions where I'll go out um, for either the shopping, which we've usually ordered in, um, or, or a coffee, which, again, has been very, very few and far between um, because it's not essential. So ever since that moment where, and I tell you what, the uh, the days and the you know, I think the weeks that we were locked in the doors um, due to COVID were dark. I had a TV Will was in my room, pretty much camped out the whole time. So even when I wanted a bit of alone time, he was playing the PS4 uh, on my little monitor that I've got for work, and um, yeah, just absolutely cabin fever. Couldn't couldn't leave the room. Mum, absolute angel during that time, um, prepared every meal and kind of dropped it out outside of our door every every meal time um, because because of our need to shield for various family members, we were taking it that strictly. And so we went through it. We, you know, we all really went through it. Mum was exhausted, I'm sure, with having kind of to keep up with the demand that we were just 
really needy from our own rooms and having to run around after us. But again, the mental toll that that takes on you being locked in a room with nowhere to go. Um, I looked outside my window a couple of times and saw Nan across the road, which was really nice. Um, you know, just have a little bit of a phone chat with her. But aside from that, it's a pretty lonely place. And I'm sure, you know, I can I can never say enough that, you know, I realise that I'm in no by no means the the toughest situation out there. I know that people have got it far worse. I know that there are gonna people be people that are in London or in, you know, small smaller places that, you know, it is a lot more cramped. You're a lot more on top of each other and I tell you what, there are some people out there are absolute heroes for getting through this, um, you know, mentally well, because it's been a really, really tough time. But I think the announcements yesterday would have just been such a weight off people's shoulders because we've now got various checkpoints that we can look forward to before we get back to normal. I think as well, what's kind of compounded our frustration to a degree is that we see countries like New Zealand are already back to normal. I think there are different cultures that people have got connections in and we're seeing them live life with a lot more freedom. And there's there's a lot of frustration. There's frustration towards the government, frustration towards other people for, for maybe breaking the rules or, you know, really slowing down this recovery process. And I think it's just going to be so fantastic for the morale of the country to be actually able to look forward um, to something now. So... For me, that's why I wanted to record this podcast because I want us to get excited. I want there to be some positivity. People, we're really nearly out of this now. Um, I think I suppose I'd urge everyone to kind of follow the guidance as best they can to make the sensible decisions. Get the vaccine. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine that anyone that listens to this is an anti-vaxxer. So I, don't, I don't think this applies to you. But um, yeah, get the vaccine. Obviously, I'm you know not saying that I... I know everything, but I do know that I'm getting that um, when when that comes around. And I think it's really important now to just for everyone to stay chipper, stay positive, keep plugging away. Um, I think it's it's going to be really easy now to let this slip and to say, oh, well, you know, the next stage only a week away. So I might just speed up when I do get to see my six mates or, you know, when I do invite people around for a dinner party and to those people, I'd say just wait, because seriously, it is not worth us going into another lockdown at this stage. I think it would be so detrimental to people. Um, I can't see it happening, to be honest. I think we're, we're well in control of this now and that we're on the way back to recovery. Um, but I think I just urge everyone to make the right decisions and, and let's come together like we know that the UK can, um, because when when the chips are down and when we really need each other, I think we've proven many times throughout our history that we can really pull together um, and and deliver the goods. So that's my message for the week. And um, I'm recording this on a Tuesday. This will probably come out uh, later in the week on Friday. So I think all of you would have had time to digest the news. Um, so, you know, it's fantastic. I think we can all look forward to, to the weekend now and, and having a nice relaxing time. So I'd say, you know, my main takeaways from this week and, and one of the reasons why I'm so positive, I think fantastic, not just for economic prosperity and hope, it's going to be amazing for people's mental health. I think the fact that businesses are able to now plan and have a bit of a plan of action is going to be so great. And, and the fact that we anticipate, I think a lot of uh, government ministers and 
and economists are expecting such a spending boom um, is going to be something that is massively exciting to businesses. So from an economic point of view, I think that's something to be massively excited about. And um, there's going to be so much activity. I think it's going to bring people a lot of hope for their own individual expectations and their their personal development within jobs, within their own, you know, if you own your business, you know, there's fantastic things on the horizon. So the fact that we can now kind of make a plan based around these guidelines and based around these checkpoints, it's a fantastic thing. And that that's something that I always want to have in my head is a little bit of a plan going forward as, as to where my life's headed. And, you know, I think I've probably made this clear throughout the first three podcasts, but I'm a massive advocate for mental health, um, probably more specifically men's mental health, as that's something that I can relate to more. But mental health in general, I think, is so important to look after. The fact that we can now plan in our mind or at least have something to look forward to, that we know that this isn't going to last forever and that we've got little... So, you know, when we reach these checkpoints, you know, when we reach the 12th of April, it's like, okay, well, now we've only got four more weeks and then the next lot of things is happening and that for me is going to be absolutely huge. You know, just the gradual return of normal life, a bit of balance, seeing friends and family, being able to share experiences, laugh, go out and enjoy ourselves again, I think it's going to be so huge. And I, for one, cannot wait. So that's all I'll say on the matter. I think we've been COVIDed to death. I think hopefully this will be the last time I, I you know we might talk, talk about covid in the future in terms of the fallout um we, we don't know what's going to happen um and i'm sure that there'll be a lot of residual effects that are felt from covid now i you know despite me saying and reiterating the, all the positives that are going to come from the end of lockdown and hopefully the end of covid we there will still be residual effects that are definitely going to take place i think that there's going to be an overhang of you know um problems that have that have crept up throughout the, the last 12 to 14 months that still need to be sorted out and not everything's going to be hunky-dory straight away but there's a lot to be positive about and that's the thing I want to stress so everyone have a fantastic rest of your weekend or whenever you're listening to this I hope that the announcements that have been made this week bring you um, a lot of I suppose comfort positivity um and really something to look forward to and stay tuned for next week's podcast because i am really really excited about this one i've got someone that's coming on who will give some great anecdotes of our experiences together in the past um i think it's going to be a lot of fun so i cannot wait to record that with that person i'm not going to give away too much at this stage but yeah so we'll hope to have that out by the end of next week I hope you have a fantastic rest of the weekend and I will speak to you soon.